You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. I'm KC, I'll be your host, and this week it's my pleasure to welcome my co-host, Retrix. Hello, Retrix. Hello, KC. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, nice to be back here once in a while. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on the Sega Lounge and co-hosting this episode with me. Uh, we, we have a, a great show for you guys tonight. We have, uh, as per usual, the news, which added in a few minutes. Uh, we have uh, Memories of Sega, where the winner was you. And this week we have a shorter, but you know, still sweet interview with uh, Jennifer Hernandez. What can you tell us about Jennifer Retrix? Who is Jennifer? Jennifer Hernandez is an artist for the Archie Sonic comics. And... Long-time Sonic fan and uh, fan art as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we we learned today that she's a penciler, which is a specific, you know, specific part of the you know comic book process of the the art process. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that as well. It's as I said, it's a, a, a shorter interview than usual. Uh, we. Let uh, Jennifer off the hook this time with the Sega Lounge Challenge. So, Sega Lounge Challenge fans, I'm sorry, but uh, maybe next time, maybe next time, she'll she'll go through the the, the challenge. But still, it's it's very nice to know um, what her background is and uh, what kind of things she she likes, to, you know, she enjoys and uh, what she's got planned for the future as well. So she's planning some cool stuff for the future and uh, if you're a fan of Jennifer or just interested in art in general uh, you'll be happy to know what she's got planned for for the future uh, yeah so Retrix it's time to get on with the show let's just remind everyone that people can join us on discord radio se.ga forward slash discord that's where the magic happens that's where people you know come to talk about our live shows and other stuff so join us there or you can also tweet at radio sega use the hashtag the sega lounge uh, and let us know you're listening let us know if you have any ideas for the show if you enjoyed uh, our show let us know if you didn't enjoy don't bother yeah go go do something else <laughs> okay so let's start the show with uh shedded's news desk with this week's second news News Desk. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Sega News Desk. Starting off, the results for last week's poll on Atlas's policy regarding Persona 5 content shared by creators are 80% of you disagree with them, me included, especially knowing how this affects live broadcasts, and 13% of you agree with the policies, I don't know why, and 7% are still satisfied with Persona 4 at this point. 
Again, thank you all for the results. We'll address this topic again later on during the desk. But for now, we got some news regarding witches, wrestling, and hedgehogs. Remember the countdown given by the 8-bit version of Bayonetta? That actually counted down to the surprise release of the first Bayonetta on PC. This re-release, now available on Steam, is an enhanced sport supporting up to 4K 60 frames per second, but PC-specific settings like anti-aliasing, scalable texture and shadow quality, and the ability to switch between Japanese and English voice acting and subtitles at any time. It's all priced at US dollars For this week's news poll, which Sega published Platinum game would you like to see released on PC? The top three that come to my mind is the sequel, Bayonetta 2, Vanquish and Anarchy Reigns. Again, you can vote via Twitter on the poll or by adding your response via the hashtag TheSegaLounge. WWE has partnered with Sega to publish WWE Tap Mania on Android and iOS. According to a press release, this is a free-to-play game coming later this year, with the Tap Lab being the developers of this game. Additional information will be released at a later time. Super Dimension Neptune vs. the Sega Hard Girls is being ported to the PC, as announced by the developers Idea Factory. This crossover was only released on the PlayStation Vita and will now support 1080p graphics on PC. Additional information again will be revealed at a later date. Sonic Runners is probably getting a sequel! According to a now-deleted support page for Sonic Runners Adventure, the game now features offline play and team-based gameplay, while keeping the core runners gameplay. It is currently being developed by Gameloft, and there's no current release date. Continuing on with some updates regarding other announced or released games, remember Persona 5's content policy? Well, Puyo Puyo Tetris is suffering the same fate. In Japan, at least. Sega has announced restrictions for uploading or streaming the game for profit and from Adventure Mode. Later after this news came out, Sam Mullen from Sega clarified that these restrictions will not be applied to the Western release of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Warhammer 40k Dawn of War 3 is getting an open beta. It will run from the 21st of April to the 24th, putting players against each other to test the strengths and weaknesses of all three factions. Along with this, Relic Entertainment has released a trailer explaining the basics of the multiplayer functionality. Sign-ups are live now, and the game will be released on the 27th of April. Sega is considering a fiscal release of Sonic Mania. According to an interview at EGX Rest, they are listening to the fans, especially after they showed a lot of interest for it during South by Southwest last month. At this point, though, they are seeing how the story develops as its release draws near. The Japanese website for Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology has opened, extending the details about the world, characters, and more related to the game. Atlas has also released a 40-minute archive featuring Radiant Historia, which was broadcast in March, with a new one announced for this Saturday at 8pm Japanese Standard Time. To finish off this week's desk, we're going to take you back to the Mega Drive era. Our friends at SegaNerds have conducted an interview with Alexandre Pagano, a designer for a long-time Sega partner Tectoy during the 90s. In, in, in it, they approached interesting tidbits about Alexandre's life and tenure at Tectoy, especially with the games he worked on and released on the Brazilian territory. 
The full interview can be read over at SegaNerds. That is it for me this week. You can follow me on Twitter at DarkwindPT and on Twitch at Darkwind underscore. And we'll see you all next time on the Sega News Desk. News Desk. Okay, so that was Shedded's News Desk right here on the Sega Lounge. Uh, and so it's time to uh, play some music before we have Jennifer Hernandez on the show. And so we'll play some Sonic music because she's a Sonic fan. Uh, and we'll be right back with our interview okay, on the Sega Lounge. So keep it here. This is Radio Sega. You're listening to the Sega Lounge. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. And this week we have a very special guest. Hello, Jennifer Hernandez. Hello. Hello. 
Welcome to、Hi. the Sega Lounge. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Great. It's a pleasure to have you. Okay, so、uh, we'll be having a little chat with Jennifer.、Uh, Jennifer, for those that aren't familiar with your work, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Can you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure.、Um, as you said, my name is Jennifer Hernandez. I'm actually a penciler with、um, R2D Sonic with the comic book. That means that I draw、uh, the pencils that then get inked and colored that make the comic book. Awesome, awesome. So, how did that happen?、Uh, especially you, you know, getting into art and stuff?、Mm -hmm. Well, I've always been into art、uh, since I was like a little kid.、Um, I actually wanted to get into animation, but、um, I think back in 2011, I met with some of the Archie staff and I showed them some of my work. And one thing led to another, and, and I wound up doing work for the book. Okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> nice. So,、um, you, you wanted to, to work in animation, but.、Mm -hmm. uh, so, was that a, like a dream, but something happened in between there, or just an opportunity came up for, for different kind of work? I mean, I was going to school for that, but.、Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, everything was moving towards、uh, computer animation, and I didn't really want to do that. Like, I liked drawing and I wanted to do hand drawn animation, but that at the time that I was in school, that was slowly like, going out of style, I, I guess, <laughs> as to say. But,、um, so, I don't know, I just got out of When I finished school, I was trying to find other things to do that incorporated drawing more than computer work. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So,、uh, wh why was art something that was always appealing to you? Was,、uh, was it something that you just, you know,、uh, find, found out that you knew how to do well, or was it something that you enjoyed doing? Yeah, it was always something that I liked. And when I was in school, people used to make, like, I don't want to say a big deal, like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but they used to like me. Feel free to, feel free to. <laughs> I used to like sharing it, so I don't know, after a while I just kept going at it, and I thought, you know, maybe I want to make a career out of this one day.、Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good.、Um, what, kinds of, what kind of things did you like to draw? Mostly cartoons that I was watching at the time. Like when I was a kid, I used to draw Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. Oh, nice. Right, and of course, every Disney cartoon. <laughs> awesome. Like awesome. everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, excellent. Okay, and so、uh, you said in 2011, was it that you got in contact? That's when I met,、mm -hmm. right, that's when I met everybody at、uh, New York Comic Con.、Um, it was actually Spaz、uh, who I met because I had always looked up to him when I was, you know, younger, teenager, reading the comics. He was like my favorite artist, and when I heard he was going, I was like, I have to show him some of my artwork. <laughs> So I brought some of it, and after he looked at it, he said, You know, you should really talk to Paul and see if you can get on the book.、Um, Paul being Paul Kaminsky, he was the、mm -hmm. editor at the time. So he really got me on. Okay, great. So that's like a, a fan dream come true. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Can I just ask this? So, the, yeah, you've been penciling for this, the Sonic comics at Archie. Are there any,、uh, do you do any of the other ones, or would you like to? Or is there anything else you like drawing? Um, I would love to do other、uh, stuff, uh, like uh, specifically under Archie, do you mean? Like, oh, either really. <laughs> I, would, I would really like to get on、um, 
Archie's other books, like the new Archie or the Josie and the Pussycats. I wouldn't mind doing any of that. Great. Great. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. So, um, at the time, when when you showed uh, Spaz your, your drawings and stuff, uh, was it Sonic stuff that you showed him? Yes. Mm -hmm. It was Sonic stuff, but it was also some like human characters, but they were from Sonic. Mm -hmm. So, are you a Sonic fan? Yes. <laughs> okay. Been Sonic fan since yeah, very early days, aren't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that 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 was where I was going with this. So, uh, big Sonic fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like big Sonic fan having like fan characters. Big Sonic fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love your fan characters. They're so cute. Uh -huh. I was looking at your uh, Twitter account the other day, and you shared some some fan characters. So. It was those were nice um so how uh, are you a big gaming fan or just sonic not really like i play some stuff other than sonic i also play animal crossing um nice but i'm not really like a huge like serious gamer mm -hmm. okay. i have some stuff on my phone but like you know little puzzle games yeah okay so um but you're, you're a sonic fan so that's that's mm -hmm. something that you you know, th th it's nice that you, you could combine the two, uh, your love for Sonic and your love for art. Yeah, I never thought that was going to Yeah. What, what, was it, what was it the only the games that got you that, uh, that appreciating Sonic or was it the, um, the other media like the comics or animation, for example? No, it was like the first game uh, that came out. Well, here it was called the Sega Genesis. My brother got one for his birthday, like when it came out. And Sonic came with it, so I don't know. I just started playing it, and it was hooked. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same here. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. You have good taste. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, did, did you immediately like started uh, started drawing Sonic and Sonic characters, or? Yeah, it was something about the design I really liked. I don't know, so I, I started drawing it right away. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. Okay. Um, you mentioned you're a penciler, right? So, what does that entail specifically for those not familiar with with how a comic works and what kind of work people have to do? So, because sometimes we just, you know, uh, we have the, the comic book in our hands and we say, oh, this is nice, but we don't really appreciate uh, all the work that's put into it, right? So, <laughs> what, what's, what, what's the, pro the process like? Uh, well, usually we start with the story. The writer, you know, writes everything. Ian is really detailed with uh, his scripts. He, like, wants certain things happening in certain panels to flow the story. Mm -hmm. So I take that script, and then from that I draw uh, from what he tells me. And then, like, sometimes I have to improvise because sometimes he asks for maybe too much. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, something that can fit in a panel, you know, you have to work it out so that it not only flows well, but it looks good. Mm -hmm. So, like, I start from his script. Like, I'm the first one to actually make any art based on the script. And then everybody works after that. Like, after I do the pencils, then the inker comes in and goes over it with inks. And then they have, I think, then it goes the colorist and the letterer. Like, the last one. Yeah. So, maybe, I, I think most comic book fans, I'm not, not sure most, but some comic book fans don't appreciate you know the amount of work that's put into that comic book they have in their hands and it's a lot it's a lot yeah. of work and it's a lot of people mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah 
shout out to Ian Flynn, by the way, uh, who yeah. uh, p- passed Sega Lounge uh, guest back in 2015, okay. I think. So we need we need to nice. bring him back at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, what's what's your favorite part of your job? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just love bringing like these stories to life and being like part of this comic that's been around for like 20 plus years. <laughs> it's humbling sometimes to think, wow, I'm I'm in the credits of this book, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, was there a particular story or a particular comic book that you worked on that you really, really loved? Or maybe one that you, you look back and, and think, whoa, my work here is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always nitpick. I'm like, oh, I could have done that better. But, um, um, a favorite? Probably the last story that I did that got published. Um, I think it was about, I forgot what it was called. But it was about Mighty and Knuckles, and they were just like ransacking one of Eggman's uh, bases mm-hmm. to get like a shards of the Chaos Emerald. That was really fun to do. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. And so, you know, now the other way around. What's your least favorite part of your job? Uh, I hate deadlines. Don't we all? Yeah, right? I really want to get into this but it like has to be done so sometimes you just have to do it quickly and it might not look the best like how I want it to but it's got to get done that's probably the least favorite part mm-hmm. so you're, you're a perfectionist yeah <laughs> it's bad uh, not necessarily you know not, not necessarily <laughs> you're you want to you, you want to do your best right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good. good job I can appreciate that okay well thank you <laughs> So, so yeah, uh, I'm not going to ask you what was the, the, you know, the worst work you've done, uh, because obviously they're all amazing. Um, but, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> right. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, seriously, <laughs> you do a great job. So uh, my uh, follow-up question would be, um, have you been working on new stuff now? Are you taking a break? How's it going? Not recently. Mm-hmm. Um, since the books are delayed, like I don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the last thing I did was a cover in December of last year. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. So apart from Archie Sonic, have you been working or have you worked on any other stuff that people might be familiar with? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Even if I was, I, I don't think I could say. Okay. Okay. I, I, I was I was talking about you know things that were commercially released or something right no yeah no okay okay very good um where can people find your your earliest works <laughs> is there any place online where people can find your, your works the comic book or my own um uh, whatever whatever obviously the comic books people can find it by by right. going to the archie online store and comic mm-hmm. book stores and stuff but your, right. your personal works um, most of my older stuff is on DeviantArt. Mm-hmm. I haven't updated that in forever, but you can find like a lot of my old stuff. That uh, that account's been up for like 13 years, so I have a lot of old. <laughs> okay, so is it chibi uh, chibi dash gen dash hand dot deviantart dot com? Right. Okay, very good. So people get on it. Go check it out. Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Um, are you? Are, uh, do you do commissions? Uh, sometimes I'm currently not. I have a few that I have to do. Like I'm pretty backed up with those. Mm-hmm. But you can keep up to date with my Twitter. That's usually where I post uh, if I'm taking them. Okay. So at chibijenhen underscore art. If I'm not right. mistaken, okay, very good, very good. So that's where people can find uh, find Jennifer, and you, where people can keep up with her work. Okay, uh, so Jennifer, yes. are you currently working or planning on working on s- anything that you can share? Any plans for the future? What can you tell us? Um, I'm trying to work on my own book because I want to open a Patreon. But mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have anything, um, you know, substantial to back that up with. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying. I'm trying to get my script together uh, to start working on my own story. Okay, that's nice. W- what kind of story would that be? Um, it's like a magical girl story. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Sailor Moon kind mm-hmm. of thing, except the character's a little younger. Okay. Kind of. Oh, so so, so th- there's there's a plan already. So there's yes. mm-hmm. th- the story is in there somewhere in your head. Somewhere. Okay. Working it out. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Okay. So um, what 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 are your plans for this Patreon page? So will people be able to back you up for for exclusive content? How would that work? Right, that's what I'm not sure. Of. I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure that out too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Not sure about you, Retrix, but I, I think it's a good idea, and it, it's actually a platform that people have been exploring more and more in the yeah. mm-hmm. in recent yeah, times. Some, yeah, yeah, artists do that and give you know special like, um, yeah rewards for their regular records. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I have a quick yeah a question actually. So you're in the you're in New Jersey, right? I'm just if in case there's any of our listeners in the area, are there any conventions here? Uh, uh, attending and selling art at? Yes, I am in New Jersey and I have applied for a few conventions this year, but I haven't heard back as to whether I have a table or not. I'm trying to go to BronyCon, that's a My Little Pony convention in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's in August. And I, again, I'm trying to go to New York Comic Con. That's in October. And there's like a new anime uh, convention in New York that I'm also trying to go to, that I think is in November. Like, I've applied for all of those, but I haven't heard back yet. But once I do, I'll usually post it on my um, social media that I'm going to those. Awesome. So people should check you out on uh, Twitter, right? Uh, do you have a yeah. Facebook page, by the way? Uh, I do, but I don't really use it. I don't remember what. <laughs> Same here. I'm not a big yeah. Facebook fan. Yeah. Like if you look up Jennifer Hernandez, you can find a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people just use Twitter, okay? It's easier. Yeah, it's easier for everyone, right? Yeah. Just give up on Facebook. <laughs> Twitter, yeah. Ch- Chibi Jen Hen underscore Art. In case that wasn't there, yeah, exactly. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all your hate mail for that Facebook comment, KC at RadioSega.net. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm used to it, so no problem. Uh, so, <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> speaking about conventions, so that was a good point that Retrix brought up. Um, do you enjoy going to conventions? Is that like a, an environment that you will enjoy? Um, I do. I do. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to 
I love it. I love going to conventions. Yeah. What 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 do you like about it? Um, I like more when I have a table there because then I get to meet other like Sonic fans. They usually see my work and they're like, "Oh, I love the book and stuff." Like I I like meeting fans. <laughs> Okay, very good. So you, you, you probably kind of, you know, uh, get a, a throwback to the times where when you were a fan as well. Yeah, definitely. And you got to meet the artists. And it's usually like younger kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I want to do this one day. And it's like, oh, <laughs> don't, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go be a doctor, but yeah. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> make, make like actual money and then do this on the side. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> okay, but yeah, but but that Patreon idea seems like a good one, uh, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that that's actually a, a very good idea. Uh, and hopefully, when when that's up, you can let us know when we can and you can come back to the show and tell us a bit more about that. Okay. Because, oh well, thank you. Yeah, I think I think that would be interesting. Um, so for people uh, who are not entirely familiar with. Uh, the Archie Sonic comics. Uh, how many, how many uh, of these you know, recent comics did you work on? Oh, um, Give us a number, when I get an a round number. It's like <laughs> usually <laughs> when I get an, an assignment, it's like four issues. I've done also a lot of covers, but I can't remember how many. <laughs> when you do the covers, is that are you, do you color the covers when you're doing those? No, I just no. do the pencils. Yeah, I love the uh, the one. Even though I not don't follow that one piece myself, I love the variant cover that you did for that. And that was <laughs> I think one of the first so that I saw that. I've, yeah, that followed you since then, and it sounded like you enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was Ben's idea, Ben Lavalle. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Sonic Universe '93. If anyone wants to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> You, uh, did you do one for uh, like a, a Wonder Woman uh, variant as well with Amy? No, that no, was no. actually a commission. Oh, uh, somebody gave me like they have the sketch covers, like the blank ones, and somebody gave it to me and asked me to draw that. Oh, I I really like that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that was official. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people tell me that, but like, no, it's just markers, sketch covers. <laughs> I wish that'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, um, Jennifer, anything that you'd like to add uh, for people listening to us and uh, you know fans of your work, people who are not entirely familiar with your work but want to know more about it, want to check out your art. Anything you'd like to say? <laughs> well, I guess I don't know. Uh, to anyone following me already, thank you for all of the support. And if you want to check me out, that's awesome. Um, I draw a lot of cutesy stuff. That's not to everybody's taste, but uh, yeah, thank you. And and just keep following the social media if you want to see any new stuff. I usually post there. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So, well, uh, if you're listening to the live show, we'll try to post uh, the links on on Twitter and Discord as well. But obviously, if you're uh, listening to the podcast version of the show, you can check out, as per usual, uh, the, the show notes, the, the podcast description, and you'll find all uh, relevant links for Jennifer's you know, Twitter account, her DeviantArt page. So you can check all of that uh, by going to the podcast description. Um, so Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
Thank you for having me. It's really been a pleasure. Uh, Rexis, do you have any uh, final questions before we go? Uh, not so much questions, but yeah, I uh, th th thanks so much for coming on. Really, yeah, I love your art, and I'd uh, reckon any any anyone listening, that I um, if, if when you're open for commissions again, you should uh, uh, anyone listening that wants commissions, you should check out the Twitter and you can see the yeah, you know look at the this n nice art that you do with the uh, you know people they're, they're, like the fan characters as well in the, in the same style. It's very nice. Thank you. So keep it up, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and I, I'm sure people will would love to uh, to you know pay for some art uh, if you're open for commissions again soon. Yeah, yeah. No, I may need to do that myself at some point. <laughs> there we go. Here's a customer. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for for coming on the Sega Lounge. Uh, all the best for your future projects. Let us know how that Patreon project goes. Uh, and you have to come back soon and tell us a bit more about that and promote that, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. So we'll just play some music now and we'll be right back with more of the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. Sega. 
playing the best Sega music 24-7. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. This week's edition of Memories of Sega focuses on Kid Chameleon, a platformer release of a Mega Drive in 1992. This is one of the more intriguing games of its type on the system, mainly due to two things. The main character's ability to transform into a variety of different forms, and the sheer size of a game, over 100 levels. It certainly caught my interest back in the day, and is a fun, yet very challenging title. I first heard of this game in issue 4 of Sega Pro magazine. This issue had a feature of upcoming games in 1992, and Kid Chameleon was one of them. It had just a small screenshot and a little bit of text, but it was enough to make me think, cool, that looks like fun. A few months later, I picked up issue 6 of the same magazine and found a review of the game. It got 89% and they said it was well worth playing, if a bit on the easy side. Further reviews in Sega Power and Mean Machine Sega were a little harsher, though they still liked it. Oddly enough, their issues were the same. They found the game too easy. Nowadays, Kid Chameleon is known for being extremely difficult, so it's hard to believe people actually found the game easy back in those days. In any case, I really like the look of the game. Later that year, I saw the game being demoed in a game shop, and the intro immediately caught my eye. I wanted it now more than ever, but since I only had a master system at the time, I wasn't getting it any time soon. I would get a quick play of the game at a friend's house, but I wouldn't get to play it properly until about 1995, when I bought a copy of Electronics Boutique. Now that I finally had the game, I could actually give it a proper shot and see what I thought of it. The game takes place in a virtual reality game called Wildside, which has now become a bit too real due to the main boss escaping and holding the players prisoner by beating them. However, our hero, a stereotypical 90s kid with shades and big hair, just so happens to be a top-class gamer and has decided to overcome Wildside's many challenges. To help him out, he can pick up helmets to trigger the aforementioned transformations. There are quite a few of them, and they each have their own unique abilities. They range from a samurai, a knight, a few superhero forms, and even a tank that fires skulls. Not every form is beneficial to the situation at hand though, so you need to use them wisely. Along the way, you can also pick up gems, which can be used to activate special abilities that are unique to each form, as well as the extra time, lives and even credits. The question isn't as simple as you first may think. Each stage has an exit, which takes the shape of a flag, but there are also a ton of teleporters which can either warp you to a new part of the level, or another level entirely. Because of this, there are many different routes through the game, some harder than others. There's even a hidden warp to a final boss on the second level. You also have more standard bosses to defeat, so you at least have some sense of progression. As I said before, this is a very tough game in places, and with so many hidden routes to find, you won't beat this one in a hurry. Even if you do, it's worth playing again to see if you can find any more new levels. Kid Chameleon isn't the greatest game on the Mega Drive, but it is a quirky and interesting one. The graphics and sound are nice enough, and the controls are fairly responsive. The appeal of this game mostly lies in the transformations and the many, many levels, resulting in a challenge that will test even the most skilled player. And to think the magazines accused it of being too easy back in the day. All in all, it's a decent little game and very easy to find as it's on virtually every Mega Drive compilation pack you can find. It's worth checking out. Memories of Sega.
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. Uh, and so this is the after hour segment of the show. So time to say goodbye. Time to say thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our interview with Jennifer. Um, Retrix, did you enjoy that interview? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was great to have her on. Yeah, so you're a big fan, right? <laughs> uh, she, she, her, her art is very nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're like Retrix and you want to know more about Jen's art, check out her Twitter page, her Deviant Art page. Links in the show description for the podcast listeners, and we've shared those uh, on Twitter as well and Discord. So, you know, just to you know, take a few minutes to, to check that out and. Uh, see what she's been up to um, apart from that just a couple of things to, to talk about so it's it's been this these past few weeks have been filled with Sega news um, Sega has been announcing new games releasing games you know, re-releasing games as well so obviously uh, we'll be we'll be talking about that on on our live shows as well next week next week by the way uh, it's not exactly a Sega game but it's Sega IP uh, partially <laughs> Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap the remake of Wonder Boy 3 Dragon's Trap uh, is, comes out next week next Tuesday Tuesday the 18th if I'm not mistaken and so um, we've been sent a review copy uh, and so I Need Fruit will be on uh, the Sega Lounge next week with uh, our Radio Sega official review of Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap so if you're a Wonder Boy fan if you enjoyed uh, the Dragon Strap, as I know many of you did, uh, the Master System Classic. Uh, you'll probably want to tune into the Sega Lounge next week to know our verdict, especially Anit Fruit's thoughts on uh, this remake of Wonder Boy: The Dragon Strap. Obviously, we've had a, a, an interview with Lizard Cube, the guys doing the remake uh, already, uh, but uh, you know we need to have them on the show again to talk about the recently released game so in a couple of weeks we'll have uh, Omar and Ben again on the show to talk about Wonder Boy the Dragon Strap so there's something to look forward to something else I wanted to talk about before we go Mega Visions magazine uh, issue number three of Mega Visions magazine will be out very very soon in the next few days probably early next week uh, and as per usual, Radio Sega has uh, our you know, regular feature on that magazine. Uh, this time, this time, we have uh, a preview of a very interesting interview we did with Gwenal Godet. I think that's how you pronounce the name. So he's the founder of Watermelon Games. Uh, he was supposed to be this week's guest on the show, uh, as announced last week, but... Uh, there was a change of plans, and so we decided to include him in the the Mega Visions uh, issue number three. And so, probably not next week, uh, but the week after. So maybe next week or the week after, we'll have Gwenal, aka Fonzi, uh, founder of Watermelon Games, on the show. Not only to talk about Watermelon Games and a bit about Pier Solar, which is a game that m most of you probably know about. Uh, but he'll also talk about Paprium, uh, a brand new Mega Drive game. Check this out, Retrix. A brand new Mega Drive cartridge for your Mega Drive in 2017. Okay, so Paprium is a brand new game, and um, Gwenal Godet of 
Watermelon Games uh, is coming on the Sega Lounge soon to talk about that. But if you're a Mega Visions Magazine subscriber, you'll have uh, access to an exclusive preview of the interview before it airs on Radio Sega. So that's it, Retrix. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's always nice to have you on Radio Sega. Anything else you'd like to say before we go? Um, I don't think so. Um, thanks for listening. Happy Easter, everyone. Okay, yeah, you too. Enjoy uh, the holidays. Enjoy your big weekend if you have one. Uh, if you're working, you know, enjoy work as well. It's all good. <laughs> don't forget to check out radiose.ga forward slash shows, radiose.ga forward slash shows for our full lineup of live shows uh, adjusted to your own time zone. So that's great. Um, next show will be Topical Resort with Viper uh, tomorrow at 7pm Western Europe time uh, followed by Rex's Sega Mix Drive at 9pm uh, for the full lineup of shows radiose.ga slash shows The Sega Lounge returns next week, next Thursday at 8pm with a brand new guest, memories of Sega news and more thank you so much for listening I've been KC, I've been joined by Retrix. Bye-bye, Retrix. Bye. And we'll see you all next week. Goodbye.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.